0: Welcome to Talking In Stations. It's March 26th. I'm Madderall, here with Rich. How are you doing, Rich?
1: 27th in the UK, but I'm um, fine.
0: Oh, that's right, past midnight. We're getting started a little bit late today. We have a really cool guest today. He's uh, the streamer called, I believe it's Gaming Since the 70s, Thanek. He'll join us in just a second. Also in here is Rova, Abby Rova. How's it, how's it going, Abby?
2: I'm good, thanks, Madderall.
0: All right, good. So today we'll talk about, uh, before the interview, we'll talk a little bit about some of the war news going on and uh, this huge change that just dropped about uh, industrialism. What's the best way to put it? I guess industrial changes are on the way soon. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, in just a minute. Okay, Uh, first let's go to the Keepstar kills that happened today. One was in HZAQ. And then uh, also today, another one in JG TAC Q. Uh, So that's two more Keep Stars in one day. Uh, They also, this is Pappy Forces, wiped out um, a Tatara, a Dracos Fortizar, and uh, another Fortizar. So they're just destroying structures at a pretty rapid clip. I have some statistics here on the. on the 25th, uh, they had 481 structures. This is the Gunsworm uh, and the Imperium. And uh, now they're down to 462. Uh, looking at that pace, it's still like a good 50 days before there's an assault on 1DQ. So this is uh, not going to happen overnight, but there is definitely an increasing. Pace at which things are being destroyed inside of Delve, Now we focus on Delve because that's the prize, right? Uh, once Sov has been eliminated, the Sov isn't really what's important here. What's important is what happens to what happens to the Imperium when they're stuck on an island, and the shoreline is getting tighter and tighter and tighter because they have a ton of assets in the form of super capital ships that need to go somewhere. Will they be asset safety to Ermelin? Or will they be used to fight some kind of a last, last stand? That's actually what's important, because that is their power base. Uh, so it's not a matter of a solve; It's a matter of, basically, uh, influence and power. Okay, so that's a little bit of the war news today. The other thing that came down the pike is this... Uh, industry change that is on its way. And I want to note the word significant there in the subtitle, a significant update to industry. And can't emphasize that enough. We had a reaction stream with one of the CSM members that spent over 300 hours working on this, these sets of changes that are on their way. Name is Kenneth Feld. And so if you want to see that, I'll put that in chat just now. It's about a two, two and a half hour session with him and entire uh, what, 20 people or so in the public setting. So it was kind of like a town hall featuring uh, Kenneth and we had CSM, sorry, CC peers in the audience as well, answering questions for players. It was actually a really good session. Uh, and this was just a few minutes after the dev blog had been released. So we were un- unpacking it as, as best we could.
2: So Can I just say, yeah, uh, someone, so, someone said there in the chat, uh, you missed the title opportunity, Industrial Revolution. And I think, <laughs> totally um, like one, great comment, but uh, two, I think that really does, uh, you know, really does bring about the significance of these changes and how uh, big these changes are. I mean, this is the first time in a long time we've had such a significant shakeup to the industrial, uh, you know, how in- industry will work.
1: In in a long while
0: yeah what did you think rich you were there too
1: but... i'm not an industrialist but i can see that these these industrial changes given the previous industrial changes was far before my time these ones they're trying to do something but i can't quite pinpoint what <laughs> okay
0: um what i thing, is, yeah, you're definitely not an industrialist, but there was other stuff in there, right? There was, uh, you want to explain some of the other stuff that was in the dev blog that came out today that wasn't
1: industrial? Ah, yes. There's uh, some sort of change, but they're not, They nobody's uh, said a word what it is, but it's meant to affect cloaky camping or covert operations of some sort. And the other one would be the, the long awaited release to the encounter surveillance system, reserve banks. And, uh, Hopefully, a lot of that locked-away reserve money will be up for grabs in the upcoming future, as well as uh, some sort of incentive to, well, promote people to go back to ratting or doing things in the null space using their expensive carriers and uh, raw cores, which they've sort of hidden away ever since the last few updates, which have made them remarkably unpopular.
0: Uh, who, who coined the phrase uh, industrial revolution?
2: Uh, my name's Ezand and I'm, I'm stupid.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> right, that's a long one. Anyway, great great name. We'll uh, we'll adopt it. Um we don't have a lot of time today to go over this, so we're, I'm impressed for time. Uh so we're going to go ahead and postpone our industrial wrap up and review until Sunday when we can have a whole panel look at it. Uh, we'll bring uh, Kenneth back if we can. we'll definitely have people from wormholes and low sec and high sec as well looking at this we might even do a review of some industry stuff with um, uh, our damn fam guy con so we'll put a a whole package together we're going to spend a lot of time on this um, but i don't want to rush it today again check out that uh, reaction stream that we had earlier in the day okay so we'll move over to our guest who is uh, gaming since the 70s. He's also known as Thanek. Thanek, how are you doing?
3: Hi, doing great. It's a great pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. So from what I understand, you're relatively a new player, but you're a returning player, right?
3: Well, yeah. The, I actually started actively playing the game uh, about a year ago. So I'm like a one-year newbie. But my account, I I purchased Eve like during the the first year it was released. So my account is a 2003 account. Uh, I tried it for about a week. And uh, my wife made a character on it because I was playing with my wife at EverQuest at the time. My wife didn't like it. So we ended up playing some other game. So the account just stayed there asleep. For about 16 years, <laughs> yeah. and uh, after watching a few, uh, a few uh, YouTube videos, uh, uh, among one among them was uh, "Industry for the Little Guy" by uh, the Known Wolf. Mm-hmm. I said, "Oh well, I think I I played that game once. Should look fun, so I'm going to try it again." So I started about a year a year ago, and I've been playing since.
0: Oh, that's great. So you were familiar with it and, uh, you came back and again, how recently did you come back? You-
3: uh, I started, uh, not, uh, December, December, not last December, the one before. So like about I met, uh, 2019, yeah, 2019. Yeah. Okay.
0: Got it. And so what is your programming like? What you're, you're streaming or actually you're a content creator on YouTube, right?
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, what, what I did is when I started, the uh, when I started playing the game, uh, I watched a bunch of, uh, different, uh, different uh, content creator on YouTube and say, Oh, this look fun. Like these guys are recording what they're doing, but there was a lot of tutorial and a lot of things, a, a lot of uh, like cool stories, the, the wingspan, the, the lone wolf, uh, there, there's a bunch of stuff that was like very fun to watch, but I say, okay, what can I do that that's never been done before? And I said, well, I'm starting the game, so I'm going to record it like what's the new player experience, not what should you do as a new player, but how do you see the game as a new player? So I started recording on week one and I was doing a weekly update of my life in the game, like a weekly vlog of my life in the game, starting from a complete newbie. And every week, how I progress, what I'm going to do, when, what was my thinking, how I saw the game. So if I look back at my first video, I was like making some <laughs> newbie, newbie uh, new bro uh, mistake and stuff. But that that's OK. That's part of the learning. So I documented everything one week at a time.
0: Yeah, you also use some graphics to kind of help explain your concepts, right? That's what I'm looking at here.
3: Yeah, yeah, I do like a lot of the visual PowerPoints and trying to explain like my reasoning and what I'm thinking, how, I, how I'm approaching the game.
0: That's cool. Well, you have some fans here uh, in Rova and Rich as well. Um, have you guys been, are you guys familiar with his work?
1: I've uh, been familiar more on the combative side against him, but yes, I'm uh, quite familiar and uh, I believe uh, Thanak is quite familiar with myself and uh, the alliance I'm with Plucky and uh, the people there. That's
0: right. You uh,
1: I, I see that your corp, uh, Guns R Us, uh, is soon to be approaching its... Actually, let me see when it was uh, formally created. It looks like it'll be uh, approaching its first year, first birthday soon, based on uh, when it was first created.
3: Yeah, yeah, we're about the the corp. The 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 corp was created about a a year ago. Yeah, initially, uh, when I created the corp, uh, it was uh, mostly well. If I think it was around episode uh, like ten or eleven, something like that. uh, When I when I was started because I started as a as a new bro industrialist, and I created the corp at one point because I needed. Something to be able to hold a structure because I wanted to anchor a structure. So that's why that's when I ended up creating the corp.
1: Actually, in eight days it'll be the first uh, year anniversary, the first birthday of the corp. And you've come quite a long way. Uh, I believe you went start obviously started in high sec, then you went into low sec, and now you're well in no sec, uh, and you're quite independent from the ongoings of a lot of the other alliances that uh, or corporations that try to move into low sec or no sec
3: well yeah if you, if it's been quite a journey because uh well i i started as a solo uh, complete new bro. uh i spent about a month uh mining and doing mission in ISEC until i figure and doing industry because my focus was always doing industry uh i start I, and Initially, I, I was progressing slowly, making uh, progressing every week, learning new stuff. Uh, then I got into incursion, uh, where it really uh, helped me get some working capital to start to, to to start something. And I was at a point where I was after about two months, I was like, "Well, okay, I'm gonna do. What am I gonna do in this game? Because if I'm not creating my fun, or if I'm not doing something, is there's no point in watching my bank account go bigger? So, I want to do industry." I need a structure to do industry, so I wanted uh, to anchor in an, an Adenor, and I made some math, and I went with the logic that it's pointless to anchor in iSEC. Is there? There's no reason to go anchor in iSEC. I want to own the structure, so I want to go into. I want to get some some bonus. So I chose a low sec system next to iSEC. And, and then I started the corp. And at the same time, I, uh, I went with the logic that, well, if I'm anchoring a structure, I want to share the fuel cost because I, I can't fuel the, everything alone. So might as well start to recruit people. And a few of the viewers join. So within about two weeks, we were about 10 in the corp. And started from there. People recruit. Uh, people join and join and join and join. Uh, we moved to another, uh, I say. Uh, Another LoSec system, and uh, we started an Avenger, in essence. Then we moved to Genesis in uh, Beke, and after a while, we were just too big for this this single uh, single system in LoSec. So we started looking for a few neighboring system. We wanted to stay in LoSec, but we didn't find any any place that weren't that weren't already taken by a strong group. So we found the, the, the some place in Pureblind where the ADM was really low, and we decided to invade there. <laughs>
0: so, you guys know each other? You've bumped into each other in combat or something?
1: Oh, I, uh, I believe uh, Thamek has uh, long uh, been acquainted with uh, the rest of Plucky Adventurers uh, Etheris, Rawstyle, Style, Lai Jisoo, uh, some, a uh, few pilots who've uh, long frequented and stayed in Torinos and uh, dipped into uh, Pure Blind to, well, kill anything that moves there uh
0: does he know you in a good way or a bad way
1: well i hopefully on a good way we've uh <laughs> had our clashes and fights and maybe we killed a friend of theirs um uh, carrier but uh i think uh but uh Aetheris has uh, spoken quite positively of you uh that he's uh very glad to have you in pure line he sees you as a well Obviously as a, somebody to shoot at an enemy, but also he uh, quite likes what you're doing with your alliance. He thinks that's really what uh, uh, Evil Alliances and uh, Nolsek really should be, he, given yeah. he's a long-time veteran player and he's obviously ran uh, Corps and Alliances for quite a while.
3: Yeah, anyway, yeah, we did, we did have a lot of running with uh, Plucky, and actually, the the way we see Plucky uh, Adventure is for us is kind of the the local weather. It's a storm or a tornado. <laughs> so we, since we live there, we kind of know how they operate, and we manage to to draw our fault in them a few times so we're we're kind of using plucky a little bit uh, as a, a moat around our area where it's harder to come and invade us because they have to go through plucky to get to us so that's kind of like they're the crocodile in front in, in my moat <laughs> that's
0: the way <laughs> they see it <laughs> I like he
1: that. does ask uh, if you like your poutine uh with the cheese curds or without the cheese curds
2: oh yeah. <gasps>
3: Oh, the Putin, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, with 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 you can't you can't. Can. It's not uh, Putin without. And, uh,
2: <laughs> Wait, are you from? Uh, he are you would from also like to
0: Canada.
3: Yeah, I'm from Canada. That's right,
0: and judging by your accent, Quebec.
3: Yes, uh, French Canadian, well, hybrid Canadian, <laughs> I would say, because I, got, I got, got family from both sides.
1: Very good. But I've seen the videos. But on the second episode, it's uh, a net worth of 197 million. And as I scroll up uh, and been watching it, it just it just grows. It's now uh, you know by the eighth episode, it's up to 3.2, and then it gets bigger. It it there's quite a documented history with corp growth. You've made a lot of friends, I've noticed, uh, with yeah all sorts of people from all sorts of alliances uh, helping you out throughout the journey.
3: Yes, but well, when when I started the corp, uh, well, I, I was a little naive, and I would, uh, I mean, I, I, I was, I was, I made the friend that I could that I that I found, and I wasn't like aware of the politics, the larger scale politics, and who was who, and I didn't know the big guys, and I I, I did watch the news a little bit, so but they when you are a small growing corp, you don't you don't know, I mean, whatever goons or tests are doing. It doesn't impact you when you're living in a small area of essence. So I didn't know all these guys, but uh, I did eventually had a few people that joined my corp as alt, but they didn't tell me that they were in, uh, that they were alt of uh, of uh, where that they had their main. I, I had one guy that has his main initiative, another that has a main in horde, and so they they all ended up in gu- in guns. But when they were in Guns, they were they were working for Guns R Us. They weren't working for their individual group. So they they just came here, played their halt, and at some point, some of them actually enjoyed it, enjoyed the the lifestyle of a small corporation and the challenge that we're facing. So, so a bunch of them stuck around. So I didn't make a lot of contact with various group. Uh, I I think. Actually, in our alliance, we probably have people from all the other major alliance, but we're not aligned with them. So they, they, some of them, they, they came from there. And they decided to, to stick with us and started living with us because they, like a bunch of people would have told me already, like they're in want because they don't enjoy the big tie-dye fight. And they, they, they rather have like a fleet of uh, 50 ship against 50 ship than going with uh, the big, big, uh, big fleet of a thousand ships.
0: So the series is called Build My Industrial Empire. And uh, we'll link it in chat here so you guys can watch it. You guys should watch it because he's got what I call uh, underrated numbers. This content is really good. Uh, recommended for EVE players of any stripe. Uh, you should check it out uh, and put some more uh, subscribers on his channel.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's really great content. And one thing I've liked about you, Tanak, um you wanted to get into industry, and then you started looking into the numbers, and uh, you know you you did the calculations, you made your spreadsheet, and you said, "Okay, I'm not making money. This is losing me money." So you went off and you did incursions, and you filled your wallet, but the whole time you were unhappy, and I, I remember watching those episodes, and your whole mood changes, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I did 10 hours of incursions today. I made 250 million. It was fine. I'm bored." And then something clicked and you really pushed hard for the industry. And then you really pushed yourself into the low sec. And I don't mean to insult, but I think you got your nose, uh, you know, you got a bit of a bloody nose and you you learned kind of the hard way about low sec and, and the bigger groups out there. And you recovered and you grew stronger and you moved to null sec and you've really grown a great corporation and alliance underneath you. Um, I think it's a credit to you and the pilots that fly with you, and your your perseverance and your endurance. It's uh, fantastic for a a year old character.
3: Yeah, I did. I did. I did at a point almost almost quit after uh, we got kicked out of Avenger, and I went through a CO burnout, uh, mm-hmm. lasted about three days. <laughs> but uh, uh, actually, it, uh, I I was like okay. If, I'm done. I'm done. I mean, the because uh, c- uh, and it wasn't because the corp crashed, it's because we joined somebody else's alliance and I was uh, basically losing uh, losing my flexibility that I had as a CEO of my own corp where I had to follow alliance rule and I mean there weren't bad uh, there weren't a bad alliance they were super great alliance but uh, I lost like all the all the flexibility I had to do what I want and I wanted to play the game my way. So so I at that point I was ready to call it quit. But a lot of people like encouraged me to say like, no you can't, you you've done too much, <laughs> stay in. So I I went back.
2: Yeah, I think um and again, that really shows what you wanting to do it your way. I mean, both from the story you said there and as well uh, as Rich alluded to with your approach to NullSec i mean a lot of groups could go and join and i don't mean to disparage other groups but you could join a renter alliance or you could become part of a much larger alliance and you know get a a little system to yourself but you guys were like we're gonna go out there we're gonna claim this territory we're gonna get punched in the face and if we're lucky we can punch people back and maybe we survive uh that tenacity is great i think well,
3: thanks. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, it is, it is the way. I mean, for, for me, renting was always out of the question. It was, nah, I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't play a video game to be somebody else's surf. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm in a game I'm going to play. I'm going to either, I'm going to fight and stand on my own two feet or, or I'm going to get kick, kicked, kicked <laughs> and then I'm going to leave. So, but at that point, as I, I'm not playing to be somebody's servant. So I'm not, I'm never going to rent. That's for sure.
1: I see a lot of corps, uh, are built from like experienced players and a lot of corps uh, go on to do renting. But in your case, you, you're a fresh player making a fresh group and you managed to get, uh, gain holds off, which especially from uh, already established groups in pure blind. Uh, how have you been able to do that? And, uh, How's it benefited for you?
0: Uh,
3: well, the 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 story uh, changed a little bit after we we left iVanger and when I came back from my my burnout because I I was approached by a very very experienced FC uh, who said, "Okay, I've been watching your show, you're doing great." And you're always saying that you need experience, you need you need people to 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 be able to to fight because you don't know how to fight. And I and most of the group was industrialists at the time. So they they were ISEC miner that were not too afraid and that could go into low sec, but typically would mine in ISEC and just go re- refine and produce in low Uh and He started organizing, uh, that's uh, uh, Nemo Reilly, RFC right now. He started organizing the group. Uh, I didn't know, but he was, uh, I I didn't know at the time who his main was, but uh, it's Rex and Darkstar from NC Dot. And he trained most of our guys. Hmm. We started with, we started small, small gate camp, small Rome in Losec. And he started to build our military capability and he started training the guys. So he trained our own FC so that we wouldn't be depending on him all the time. So he helped build our military to a point where we were able to to actually stand on our own two feet. And so at the time, we were able to field about 30, 35 people in fleet. And when we were looking at new area, we found uh, the area that was occupied at the at uh, at, uh, at the time by Scumlord in pure blind. but we saw the ADM were were down. So on one night we toasted everything, and then we started fighting them. Uh, Scumlord were actually uh, very very experienced player, and they weren't they didn't have our number, but they were very very experienced player. But uh, the other problem that we didn't knew at the time is that they had another group which was Absolute Honor which had huge number. Uh, we're talking about 100 people in fleet, but they weren't as experienced and they were lacking uh, strong uh, FC. So what we did is we, we basically, we bought the Sov from Scumlord to, to get them out of the fight. So it cost us money, but we were we, we made the business decision. Okay, if they're staying in the fight, we can't fight both of these groups at the same time. Uh, so we're going to buy the Sov scum, of Scumlord And then we fought for about a month with absolute, but uh, we got. uh, And initially, it was like us with fleets of thirty to forty people against their hundred men fleet, but we managed to to come on top, and our number kept growing and growing and growing. So we eventually we managed to to push them out of the of the constellation.
0: Well, I love that because you're like, it was a huge fleet of 100. And I think back to when I had started playing the game and I thought, that is a huge fleet. We get spoiled by these ridiculously large numbers. But if you think of EVE Line in terms of like a Counter-Strike game, how many people fight in a, in a Counter-Strike match, for instance? 10. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, you know, uh, that's considered uh, like small gang in a different game. So it's, it, it, you know, and this is no less professional as far as combat goes. So there was probably a lot to learn for you, for you, wasn't there?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, initially, and, and you're talking about, I mean, we we did have some people that had PvP experience, but we're talking about a lot of people that came from, a pure industrial background which were minor and, and we, they they had to learn how to anchor they had to learn how to uh how to broadcast they had to learn how to target what was broadcast and how to shoot
0: how did you get them past their risk aversion because it's very you know what I'm
2: skinner. saying. this is sorry this is what i'm saying this is a, this is like started with nothing and now he's holding solve it's incredible but to to bring people out with you like how much
0: tell us about that how do you do that
3: well the uh, do you say I I'll mean, just
0: replace all your stuff or like what
3: no but we well we do srp obviously yeah. uh i think that the the the, the way uh, the, the, the people are we, we have a very strong uh, corp and alliance spirit I like they, they the guy believe because from day one and most of these guys have been following my series and they they saw that I'm not there to get rich on their behalf and that that's that's always been like my motto is I want my member to get rich I don't want to, I don't want I mean I don't want to overcharge them or tax them or just like cuz there's a lot of, there's a lot of ceo that that are acting uh, a little bit uh, predatory toward the uh, new brew and toward industrialists, and they're, they're just taxing them, and they, they just want to get rich off them. And that, mm-hmm. was, and I think that the member in our corp, they, they understood that that's not the goal that we have.
0: So you remind me of uh, Anthony Quinn in Lawrence of Arabia, where he says, I'm a river to my people, which means all his wealth flows through him to nourish his uh, his lands, which is his people. So I figure that's what you're... That's what you're uh, style is
3: well yeah well i i'm i mean obviously i do make my my money but also but i'm not i mean like i've since i've since i've had the corp i've never like took cash for me from the corp uh, i've i've never all all the money i have I've, I've always separated my like my wealth and the corp wealth and i'm managing the corp and the way i see it is the corp belongs to to all the member i'm i'm the guy that is holding the share but it's not it's yeah. not my my corp it's our corp
0: well i mean we we've seen you know CEOs that are well liked we see CEOs that uh you know do a good job you have like really good fans out here in chat that are watching you uh, cheering for you and we've seen that before but i think what's different is for you to take industrialists that have different goals right they're more like i want to count progress I don't want to go out and fight. That's emotionally risky because you know I could lose and I could be humiliated and these sorts of things. These calculations, uh, the chances of me winning are low. And so I wonder how you manage to get industrialists to go out and participate in the game.
3: Well, I hammered a point, which is a very important point: is industry is based on structure, and the the, the way to make a profit in industry is to have well-rigged structure in good location to be able to make money so and i would and I, and these guys are number guys so i hammered to them the number uh, when we were in beke for example we we had a tucker ring and we had a rig a tucker rig for capital park we had a rig for uh, for large ship so we could we were able to produce orca at uh, 200 million profit each uh, and that, and we produce like a lot of them. At one point, we were the highest, uh, highest uh, industrial index system in Genesis. Wow. But the guy, I, I told him, I said, you want to, you want to have the advantage of that, uh, that well, w- good industrial infrastructure. Well, you need to, you need to fight it because somebody's going to come and shoot it. So you need to, when somebody come and shoot the structure, you need to be there and grab your pitchfork and stand in front of the invading (laughs) army
0: (laughs) Yeah,
3: (laughs) because he's going to shoot you and you have a build job running. So he's going to destroy your profit if you don't fight. So
0: I figure, I figure like if you're in the water and there are sharks around, you don't necessarily need to defeat a shark, but you need to hit it in the nose to dissuade it uh, from attacking you. I wonder if that's not a similar situation. You need to at least show that you're willing to defend something and that you do have some people behind it to have a little more security uh, in in those areas.
3: Yes. Well, you need to make it painful to invade you. So you need to, like you need to, and a good example in 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 Null is you need to have your ADM up. So if he wants to entosis your system, well, he's going to have to waste an hour there. And then you need to hit him on multiple time zone. And then you need to... So you, it's, it need to be a pain to try to push you out.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's interesting. It reminds me of... Um, there used to be... Uh, pause Warfare, would you put up a player-owned uh, starbase? And... Yeah. Yeah, because I used to call it player-owned station. It wasn't. Um, and there was this thing called... Uh, The dick star and all it was was em or ecm on it that's all it was like a ton of ecm so it wasn't going to kill you but it was going to make your life miserable if you were trying to kill it because it would constantly break your lock and you'd be there you know hour after hour after hour trying to kill this thing so uh that's that's kind of the same theory make yourself difficult make yourself difficult at least
1: it's more than well it's more than military ca- uh, militarily capable uh recently we've had uh, another gate camping group say to us oh yeah we've uh, we like this uh, area a lot of people are coming through here we want to take this uh, g- gate camping over f- away from you guys and that was seven sins and we're like oh you got 20 people you can camp here if you really want to and so we just uh we measured uh what we can do and what we can't do And so we said, okay, great, Seven Sins have brought 20 people into EC Tech P8R. Like, ah, great, we're gonna have to look at something else for a little while. And then on the same day, what do I see on the kill? I see a kill feed. Womp has (laughs) shattered Seven Sins, this experienced gate camping group, this group that's supposedly decent at PvP. Completely wiped out their Cinnaballs. Blew my mind.
0: Wild, congrats.
1: Very. I was. Uh, we're really glad to see uh, that uh, you you've been able to expand militarily and get well. Get this experience, that Nick.
3: Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll take those fight. I mean, def- definitely, we we will ta- we will take a fight, if, especially in our own uh, our own system. We we will we will defend them, and I think at that that specific fight with against the Cynibal, uh, they they were actually gate camping in one of our one of our own system. So at some point, was, okay, well, they're there and they're gate camping one of our gates. So we're not going to let them stay here. <laughs> they need to move somewhere else. So we just formed up and we, we went to push them out. Uh, we didn't wipe them, uh, by the way. We, we <laughs> killed a, we killed an equal number that we lost, but we did manage to push them off our system. <laughs> but yeah, it was, a good, it was a great fight. It
0: was a, a good, so great they, uh, fight. So they, I you... haven't seen them back recently. Oh, I just want mean there get womped
3: we- weapons of mass
0: production but our ticker is womp <laughs> okay so they're cheering okay good uh do you do any branding in the real life or did that just come together really well like that
3: no that just uh, well we, we were looking for uh we we're looking for free ticker to create the alliance and we saw that one and we managed to find a name that would fit the ticker so
0: start with the ticker first yeah that's <laughs> that's a uh, kind of common. Um,
1: I understand you've so far avoided, well, you uh, haven't really meddled that much in NullSec politics, but with what's going on in Pure Blind and Fade and Declan and Fraternity moving up north and uh, Volta, Bandalogs, Flying Dangerous, uh, how have you uh, experienced, well, what's your experience in the whole politics going on? And uh, I guess maybe not being caught in the crossfire, but having to be in the middle of things.
3: Okay. Well, I do have a contact with all the group that are that own Sov and Pure Blind and the neighboring area. So I do have a, a line with with all these alliance and we talk regularly. Uh, we are not blue uh, currently. We are not blue with uh, people in the area. We're only blue with Hive Mine uh, Federation. Uh, we changed blue and station access because uh, that, that was just convenient for both of us to have a docking at their, at their space and vice versa. And they use our market up, but typically, uh, but they're not like uh, very active in the area. They just hold uh, two system and have a few uh, stations. Uh, we were initially blue with uh, Benderlog uh, when we arrived because we were fighting Scumlord, which was uh, aligned with Volta and, uh, after a while we we had problem because the logs renter were hitting us and we couldn't strike back because they were hitting us from Ben they were they were staging from Bender Log Station, which were blue to us, but they were hitting our sta- our station. So at that point we we just uh, reset the uh, we, we gave a warning to uh, a notification to Bender and we reset them after a bit. So right now we're we're not we're neutral with everybody. Uh, which give us the some flexibility politically. Uh, the area is very active in pure blind because when fraternity push and veil, well toilet paper uh, got evicted from their place and they, they're set, they're setting up and attacking bander. Uh, Flying dangerous is also pushing south so we're talking with all these groups, but we're not we're not aligned with any we're neutral. We're not aligned with any of these entities, but we will collaborate on uh, on some specific objective with our neighbor when it's convenient for us.
2: So you're neutral, but flexibly neutral.
3: Yeah, that 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 that's opportunistic, I would say. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's a, it's a great way to be, and I think it really uh, it makes sense, given your your entrepreneurial spirit so far in the game.
1: I think you've got some excellent advisors uh, working with you, with uh, Rexane helping you fleet command and uh, the other unnamed individuals that are helping you out.
0: Yeah, so uh, my name, uh, and it goes on from there, is uh, he he explained earlier in chat that he was uh, memeing somebody and got stuck with that name on Twitch, so that's what it is. But he asks a question or makes a statement here. uh, Something to keep in mind is that there are two types of industrialists, those who make just enough to sustain and are scared, and the ones that make some real money and they can throw away, that they can throw away because they'll make it back passively. Uh, This reminds me, your group reminds me of, uh, there was a, a guy I met at an Eve meet one time and we were talking and he said, uh, my guys are not allowed to buy anything. They have to make everything they fly. Like every last module, they have to make it. Uh, so it was almost like a warrior monk mentality. I thought that was a pretty interesting take on going out into the frontier uh, with uh, just your just the resources that you harvest in the area and then you build out of that. I think uh, he was getting a big kick out of living off the land, which I thought was interesting. Not to say that's what you guys are doing, but... Uh, you have your sentiments remind me of of that guy, like uh, making it happen uh, in a you know uh, in a very natural way with natural growth instead of this exponential explosion of people coming in and stuff. So
3: I think that's cool. Well, uh, yeah, we, we 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 do we do uh, we do produce our, a lot of our of the the ship we fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, a, a vast majority, we're not self-sufficient because we do need to, to import uh, mineral, specifically uh, veldspar and like mineral, low sec mineral, right mm-hmm. now. But uh, but we do produce a lot of. our, We do have it's like five uh, five station producing right now, and and most of the guys are industrialists, so um, we have our own market hub internally and we produce most of our stuff internally.
0: Well, let, let's actually talk uh, industry because you saw today, I don't know if you got a chance, had a chance to read that dev blog. Did you by chance read it yet? Yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts on some of the changes that are coming?
3: Well, I think that it's gonna maybe push away the obvious, like people that weren't really serious about it. Uh, what I...
0: The hobbyist like, in industry, or the hobbyist, yeah, in, okay,
3: hobbyist in industry because uh, it's it's putting like per, uh, a good example is the the T one battleship, T one battleship now need reaction, so the supply the the the, the production chain for a T one battleship is now almost as complex as a T two ship before, mm-hmm. so so somebody that's not like heavily invested into industry uh, will not get into that. Uh, so what what will happen well what I think will happen is that the the, the easier to produce ship will the, the profit margin, which was already very, very low, is gonna completely disappear because you got have the OBS are gonna have less stuff to produce. And uh, the higher tier ship, well, there just gonna they're gonna be less people producing them. So there's probably gonna have a little more margin there. And the people that are gonna get the, the one that are really getting the short end of the stick there, our minor. miner, uh, because if you look at all the new blueprint, there's a lot less Velspar that is being used. A mm-hmm. uh, lot less titanium uh, that's that's used in uh, in producing a ship for a Titan. It's about ten times less for for dread. It's at least five times more or more less. So so you're you're gonna have less demand for that that ISAC right. mineral. Yeah. And also, everything is going to need reaction now. So there's going to be any you can't do, even though you can mine the R4 moon in ISEC, you can't do the re- reaction there. So it's going to have to push part of the supply chain into LOSEC at least.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, there's a couple of points that you made there. I'll just review them for uh, people didn't get that. Uh, and that is that because the capital ships have additional ingredients, their actual mineral consumption to build one goes way down which releases a lot of minerals back into the market because they're not used to build that one ship and you have the price for that mineral then go down because there's oversupply and so the miner that is going to be mining for wealth uh, has increased competition which means sells his stuff in the market for less and at the same time he has to go and do more complicated stuff that's not really available to him in high sec which is something I think that we heard earlier today as well, that uh, a little bit of concern with the uh, the reactioning of uh, materials that are not available in HiSEC. Very good point.
2: Yeah, the uh, reactioning for uh, a Tech 1 battleship is becoming a bit of a contentious issue. I, I would kind of understand it for maybe the faction ships, but for the Tech 1 battleship I, I don't really get it.
0: Uh... Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I don't know where to go with that one, but
2: the, Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: the changes are the no, the changes are um most of the changes that we're seeing in the shipyards are non-empire ships beyond uh battle cruiser. So faction ships of any sort including ore, which are, you know, the mining ships, um or any pirate faction ships, those are getting material uh and reactions to, to get those materials put into their makeup. So you have to now get all this stuff for those kinds of ships. But the ones that are going to be easy to make still are the uh, the Empire ships, the Galente, the Minmatar, the Amar, and so forth um, inside of Empire space, all the way up to battle cruiser, which is kind of interesting.
2: And I think one thing as well is that um, a lot of us are looking at this in our current era of scarcity um and as redistribution phase rolls in and while i think there will be great upheaval for the next maybe six or 12 months uh once things balance and settle i think it's very hard to say right now where exactly these prices will end up that was one thing uh kenneth was quite clear on on not saying this afternoon he didn't want to speculate on how much cheaper or expensive or the profit margin on items
0: yeah well It's not just the mineral costs that are going to be back into the marketplace, but you have to understand they're not just doing this for ships. They're doing it for ships right now, but there's more coming. I have to think that modules and structures even, and uh, rigs are all going to have their changeover too, to have these um, multiple ingredient scenarios, which is going to be really interesting. And I want to go back because you made a really good point that the hobbyist, the hobbyist industrialist, or maybe the PVP-er who was also building on the side now has to have a lot more focus on industry. It's becoming more of a specialized discipline. Is that what you were th- e- thinking?
3: Yes, yes, exactly. And and they are they are also gating a lot of these uh, new recipe behind uh, high skills. So you do need like science five. You do need. Uh, the reaction you need specific level of reaction to do to do certain certain uh, recipe so you, you will have to to have a more serious skill point commitment to industry if you want to be able to build the high and uh, the i high, tier ship like before uh, building a dread you could do it with uh, capital construction tree but now you're going to have to need a lot more skill to be able to build your dread so you won't be, a, I mean, either you're going to have to rely on split the job between multiple people that are specializing or one single player that wants to do all of that will have to have an, a lot of skill point invested into various industrial skill. So it, it's becoming more of a real uh, job instead of something that you can do on the side. Or,
1: uh, somebody earlier today on one of the streams, they were talked about the gloom and fear that these changes will make it so much more difficult for a smaller Nolsec uh, alliance to be able to do industry now because it divides things up and adds in extra steps. Do you have these fears? Do you share these kind of fears, or you're not worried about uh, these kind of things? Uh, you feel that? How do you feel about it?
3: For a Nolsec group that was used to do industry and that was already doing T two production. It's basically more of the same. You're you're used to managing a, a complex supply line, so you will you will still do that. And you already had people that are dedicated to uh, to 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 do industry and that have already had a lot of skill point in industry. So these guys won't be affected by that so much. What it's what it's gonna do is it's gonna make the the stepping stone a little higher. So, so if you want to get into serious industry. Uh, well, what what is gonna the people that are gonna hurt the most are the ISEC industrialists, I think, with that. And they're you're gonna have to make a choice at some point to say, okay, uh, I need to if I want to be efficient at doing that industrial job, I need to think about going too low or going too null, because in I I'm not I'm getting I'm getting too much of the supply chain close to me. I'm I, I like I can't do reaction. If I can't do reaction, I can produce battleship. I can produce. I, there's a lot of stuff. So, so either you're consuming because you're buying from somebody else that's going to do that, and then you're losing a large chunk of your profit. So, I think well, that that's gonna.
0: Yeah, that's a good observation. But do you think that that there's now room for maybe uh, this interdependence that we are kind of looking for? where uh, you find buyers maybe channels spring up or service groups spring up to match buyers with sellers uh, off market so you can buy in bulk uh or these kinds of uh, other ways so that it, so that somebody in high sec doesn't have access to the stuff that he needs doesn't have to be um buying it off the market where he's going to take a huge price hit uh but maybe there's alternative ways to do that
3: well I'll, I'll just go with my perspective. If I'm doing, if I'm running a reaction, mm-hmm. uh, I'm probably going to use what I'm producing from that reaction to assemble it in low or in Nolsac to to get the bonus, the Nolsac bonus to, to to the production to to the ship production too. So mm-hmm. I'm getting better bonus anyway in NullSec. So I, it's easier to to export a full ship. So I'm not going to go uh, do reaction and export my reaction material. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna produce locally and export the export the finished product. So to, to grab the hundred percent of the profit and not split it with somebody else
0: yeah do you, do so you think you, though one last question about this because this is something we talk about a lot is do you think there will be more inter interdependence between players like one player builds the small pieces and another player will actually trade with that player and build the bigger pieces uh, and then another player yet will actually build the thing that's the interdependence between these people selling things back and forth, or do you think people will stay? With what they're doing now, and be fully verticalized from start to finish, do all the pieces themselves, so they can absorb or get the most amount of profit.
3: My guess is people will keep well. Obviously, not uh, it's not going to be a hundred percent one way or the other. But I, my my feeling is that people are going to go vertical, because when when somebody is calculating the, the calculating his build job. He's usually starting from the base component and trying to assemble everything. Typically, he will because... And in the, what he will buy is what is oversupplied in the market right now. So if there's a, one specific reaction, for example, that is losing me money, I'm going to buy that one because I'm not going to do it and lose money. Uh, so I'm going to buy the finished good because it's oversupplied. But typically, uh, you start from the beginning and you're, you're, you're grabbing like, Two three percent there two three percent there two three percent there mm-hmm. to in the end when you're going there for your finished ship you're you're getting thirty thirty five percent
0: right you got to add up all those little percentages to make something good of it I guess.
3: yeah
1: how are your concerns on the the fact that things are so divided now have you have you got uh, you know somebody to su- su- supply you the gases, somebody to supply you the well obviously the minerals and somebody to supply you the pi uh are you have you worked out the critical path uh, for the supply chain that it's now added in
3: well the one the one thing that we didn't have uh, before was the that are now needed for for every ship uh we do, in our corp we do have access to a few people that are, that that can uh, can get get it from wormhole so we are not uh, we we won't have we're like we're big enough and we have enough contact at that, that even though we're a small alliance, we're, we're a small alliance of 300 people. So we, we are at a point where we can, we have access to, to, we can, we can get access to the supply we need for a, a smaller group that might be problematic, but again, there's always a you know, open market where you can get to. That.
2: Um, no, I don't think so. I just think, uh, You've been doing a great job over the last 12 plus months and the little community you fostered around yourself. And I've actually randomly met some of your court mates in space, both hostile and non-hostile. And they've been nothing but a friendly gentlemen and gentleman, gentle ladies. Um, so thank you for what you're doing for the community and keep doing what you're doing.
3: Well, thank you very much for having me here.
1: And I'm glad to uh have you in pure blind as well uh so far um one of the other groups in Pure blind has a uh, gag order against plucky. I'm glad you don't uh uh love you guys and um I believe ethereist wishes to uh one v one your Thanatos in e c p on the sun at zero <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: all right I'm sorry The last comment was muted to the uh to the group, but it was really just a call for last questions or anything like that Danica's Really nice to meet you. Uh Thanix streams on gaming since the seventies on YouTube. He has a he has a great series called what was it? My Building My Empire?
3: Building my industrial empire.
0: Industrial Empire. What a great time to be an industrialist. Uh, what do you think?
3: Yeah, it's gonna be, like you said, the industrial revolution. <laughs> With these new changes
0: <laughs> yeah some somebody coined that phrase out there, and I think it's appropriate. It's the industrial revolution and in Eve uh I don't know if people realize how significant the industrial changes are, but they are they're literally uh earth shaking uh for an entire branch of this game, which really feeds the rest of the uh tree so uh, and I don't think it's over yet, I think we're seeing the beginning of some major major changes. Uh, that go along with the mineral scarcity. And uh, it'll be funny, it'll be interesting, not funny, but it'll be interesting to see how uh, alliances adapt that are huge. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what smaller alliances do like like yours, Thanik.
2: I, yeah. I also think it's interesting that, uh, you know, he, he's been playing, um, say, a little over a year. So he joined in a time of such industrial upheaval and change but a lot of people giving out, it's too hard, it's too difficult, you can't make money anymore. And here we have a prime example of someone starting from, from scratch and building an industrial empire uh, during such a time of upheaval. That's right. So it can be done.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: it can be done. It's just, <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it can be done.
0: All right. Awesome, Thanik. We'll be watching you. Uh, good luck out there. Thank you. All right, thanks everybody for hanging out. We talked a little bit about war, a little bit about the industrial changes. Again, if you wanna see the uh, full reaction, um, you can check that out on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash talking in stations. And me and Kenneth Feld there on the cover with a big reaction sign behind us. That's the one, two two and a half hours of uh, talk about what's in this change. We're also gonna talk about it on Sunday for talking in stations, the weekend report. Uh, we'll talk all about the uh, changes there, and that'll be a topic for a while. And we also talked today to Thanik uh, from WOMP, right? Weapons of Mass Production. So check him out. Uh, check out his uh, YouTube, which is Gaming Since the 70s, and uh, subscribe. He's He's got great content on there. Uh, a lot of us are fans of uh, his work. It's okay. We will uh, raid somebody, probably open comms. Have a great weekend. And uh, that's all from Talking In Stations.